I just clicked on record. It is recording. Yeah, going live. <laughs> is it true that bad boys or rebels are more attractive, at least for young girls? They, they would usually say, "Follow your heart," <laughs> or no, your brain. Daniel. Sure. <laughs> so this time, question is: Why are horror or thriller or suspense films the go-to genre for moviegoers? So if you're if you're dating someone and that person seems to be enjoying like death scenes way too much, then it's probably time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. Is it really just because of that, or are they not curious when it comes to chick flicks or romantic films? Okay, first question. First dating question. Oh God! Is it true <laughs> that bad boys or rebels are more attractive, at least for young girls? Why or why not? <laughs> um, thank you so much for that wonderful question. <laughs> thank you so much for that. No, let's not go there. Um, hmm. I mean, I'm gonna chop that into parts. Okay. The first part is it's kind of true because there are some researches there, and the second part of that question, <laughs> young girls, I'm young gonna. Girls. <laughs> get some answers from personal experience okay so it's yes definitely yes there are some i would say a sort of proof already mm-hmm. and since it's really is trending we do have this so-called bad boy syndrome okay yeah but it's not just young girls well, young girls are susceptible because uh-huh. they don't know much in terms of experience. It's they're young girls. I mean, what do they know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, from my end, um, based on experience, uh-huh. I did have one encounter with a bad boy. But I think I instantly snapped out of that situation because of some, I would say, revealed truths <laughs> and observation. Okay. And then I cut off. So, um. I would think if they, they would usually say follow your heart <laughs> or no your brain than your sure. relationship <laughs> but unfortunately this is where the second part of the question that I would want to answer <laughs> okay. um, unfortunately it is because of the brain that's actually causing the bad boy syndrome to be really, really out there. I mean, it, because we do know that um, the bad boys out there, they would have the tendency to become inconsistent when it comes to how they're behaving with the girls or the ladies that they are in a relationship with, right? So they would uh, alternatively treat them great. They would have all of these romantic grand gestures out there. And then at the same time, or on the next day, every other day, they would be like huge piece of mm, uh-huh. there. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the way that our brains are wired, uh-huh. um, it's feeding against all of those behaviors around us. So, we do have this hormones <laughs> uh-huh. like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and so on, the adrenaline rush. So, everything that are that 
we do have in our brain is feeding off of that behavior that we get from the bad boys, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. So, I mean, first off, we do have the dopamine. So, it's they are released from our brain. It's constantly building or wiring all of the good memories out there. And unfortunately, the way our brain works is that if we do have consistent good um, experience, it will just stop. It becomes static. So it's there. So it's not going to release as much dopamine. <laughs> okay. Which is okay, fine. But if we do have intermittent feedback or um, gestures from the bad boys, the dopamine will be released instantly, like snap, 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 snap. <laughs> so it's okay. constantly building up. And there are instances where if the bad boy would distance themselves from the girls and would come back at you like, I don't know, one day and then one week later. So um, it depends on the rarity <laughs> of their grand gesture. The more the feeling of, I would say, pressure or the stronger the dopamine effect would be on the brain. So it's uh-huh. worse. It's, it's addictive, I would say. So that's the first round unfortunately okay so bad so in a situation like that would you say that the guy actively participates in that entire scenario or is it more of the girl's thing it's more the girl thinking that way no it's it it goes both ways because the guys unfortunately they don't realize that sometimes you don't realize that they're the bad boys i mean they would have their own um schedule uh-huh. of how they would go about their usual life. I mean, they would want to do this, that, that, that. And usually, the girls would pattern the schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it has come to a point that the girls would rely on the bad boy's mood. And it would be addictive. So, the guys would be like, ah, okay, I'm fine with this. I don't receive any complaints or anything from her or it's either gonna be oh she's fine i can just find uh, another girl i mean that's the very very worst version of bad boys out there but they're there and mm-hmm. they know that the girls won't really react or anything that's why they would continue with their way no the thing is if, if if we're saying that guys don't really actively participate in like in building that scenario but you said that there are cases wherein the guy is not really um, aware that he's playing the rebel or the bad boy role. So um, there are sorry, there are instances that they are aware mm-hmm. that's the bad version, like the really, really bad guys uh-huh. version. They know that the girls wouldn't really react. Mm-hmm. And then there are guys that they're not really aware because they do have their own schedule and so on and so forth. But still on the girls' side, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay, so yeah. they enjoy the misery of it. I mean, what, what, what I'm trying to. So what I'm getting from from this conversation is that in some cases it's, it's coincidental, meaning, uh, well, there's there's this guy who's not really aware of um, how his actions, how his behavior is creating a scene in the girl's head. But in some cases, it's a bit opportunistic on the guy's end. Is that what we're trying to establish? That in certain cases, these partners are perfectly aware or they're making this they're they're consciously making this series of unfortunate decisions (laughs) for both of them consistent for them yeah it's it's really sad i mean 
uh, looking through um, this situation, there are really some other, uh, I would say, wirings in our mind, in our brain, mm-hmm. that are really constantly feeding with um, the situation, not just for girls, unfortunately, but for guys. And I think there's another study out there, I can't remember who it is, where, for example, couples do have such situations that they do have life-threatening situation or even mm-hmm. the most basic experiences like bonding together um, by riding roller coasters. And they do have this certain bond. So it's another um, established wire in their brain. Mm-hmm. So if we do translate that into the situation of the bad boys' relationship with girls, um, mm-hmm. any other says that something unfortunate happens that would really label them as the bad guy, uh-huh. it would be like a stamp on their mind. <laughs> okay. But we don't really know if it's like a good thing or a bad thing because it's it's there. It's like it's triggering a lot of hormones in their brain and, and it's a sort of food for their brain and it's becoming hyperactive that they won't know if it's actually good or bad or what. So it's... Yeah, I mean, the only way out of that is to really, I don't know, for the girls to just snap out of it, reset. Grow up, like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are, there are, no, I mean, there are instances that they can do that. They can recover by replacing, replace the instances where they would feel happy because the, that guy would give them gifts, give them um, grand gestures. Uh-huh. They would replace that with something else. Like, for example, accomplishments, good feeling when you're exercising, hobbies. So, I mean, there's a study for that. But, yeah, it's a sort of refresher for themselves. So, so they, they like roller coaster rides, I would assume. Because uh, <laughs> they focus know. a little too much on the extremes. <laughs> it's really sad. But, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. our brain really becomes more focused, right, when we do experience stress and extremes. But but did anybody come up with a specific term for it? Um, trauma bonding. <laughs> okay, so that's sorry. It's the trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. Okay, that's what it's called. <sighs> but relationships like this, do they ever work? I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. Do they ever work or is it just the movies? Because in movies, you you see a lot of these relationships. Because, well, apparently a lot of people enjoy it. Enjoy watching it. Especially younger girls. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, realistically, no, that doesn't last. I mean, as we grow old, our time will be less, our energy will be less. And... I mean, if we logically think about it, do we really want to spend the rest of our lives on that roller coaster? I mean, emotion, it's just too much. <laughs> you'll just snap, I think. You'll just snap. Okay. Can I really answer? I've never been a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. since we this term is really established now, the bad boy syndrome. Bad boy syndrome, um, okay. It's 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 up to them <laughs> if they would want to continue or not because they do know it now. <laughs> so it's up to them, really. But for me, is it with. like a light form of masochism? <laughs> it is. It is. It's part of that. <laughs> okay. Our brain becomes a masochist. So masochism then is more pervasive than we think. 
Yes. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <sighs> For girls out there, snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, it, it's it's difficult to explain certain concepts to teenagers. One, they most of them don't listen. <laughs> yeah, they don't. It's the time. Of, it's the time in your life where you are into discovering things on your own. And uh, I think most of us have uh, rebellious faces. We're in, we're just tired of listening to adults telling us what to do. And we, we feel like we're old enough to do things on our own, to discover things on our own. But yeah, well, I guess. Maybe that's the reason why mm-hmm. counseling is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lesson that they need to learn. One of the things I'm interested in doing. But however, I'm not qualified for <laughs> such profession. Anyway. It's a lesson that they need to learn, unfortunately, if they do encounter a bad boy. I mean, But I think so, some actually get over like their teenage years without experiencing something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're fortunate enough to repel, <laughs> repel those kind of toxicity. <laughs> I mean, it, it may also be because they're curious uh-huh. what really is going on inside that brain of the bad boy <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know don't it they take it as some sort of challenge again we will go back to the wiring of the brain <laughs> they're curious. curious so if they're curious it's another snap uh-huh. and if you found out about something oh okay that's imprinted that's another bond there oh a discovery yes. is there satisfaction in thinking that um you have successfully tamed someone who's labeled as a rebel. I mean, I wouldn't really want to label that as tamed. It's more of help someone move on or become a better person. Wow. Big words. <laughs> I know. Big words. Okay. You got me there. Big words. Uh, I would really say tame. They would usually label that as tame. But... There could be some satisfaction, but at the end of the day, it's a small effect on them, but a bigger effect on the actual person that got transformed, right? So, yeah, I guess so. This is for our first question. (laughs) Wow. So this time, question is, why are horror or thriller or suspense films the go-to genre for moviegoers? I mean, especially couples and friends. So I think I can answer that. Well, I'll start with my personal opinion before I touch on what others say about it. But for my personal take, I think it's a go-to genre because for one, it's a cheap source of excitement. Well, a boring date is a bad date, (laughs) obviously. And the fastest, I think the fastest, cheapest way to bring the energy up is to watch something thrilling, like a horror movie or maybe a slasher film or, well, movies along uh, that genre. Now, you or you may not necessarily enjoy it, both of you, but you will likely be a little too agitated, if not scared, to be bored. So I think that's, that's one angle that I'm thinking I of. Think- the other is it's a safe choice compared to other genres because it's, uh, I think you cannot always dive into deep stuff like maybe a drama or a documentary on a date. <laughs> on a date. Especially, uh, if, especially if you're not yet sure 
uh, of each other's interests. Then uh, comedy is, uh, in comparison, it's often a hit or miss because what one finds funny could be not funny at all to the other person. Lame. And when, when, when it's not funny, then it's going to be real boring for that person. It won't be an We're enjoyable <laughs> movie for them. Or maybe offending, yes. <laughs> so, so there. So, uh, so what I'm trying to say is you may have uh, a different opinion on things that are funny, but there's a good chance that you could agree on what is scary. So if you're, if you're dating someone and that person seems to be enjoying like uh, that death scenes way too much, then it's probably time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> so there. I think, uh, I think among other genres, the closest alternative would be action movie. Ah. Uh, so there. But uh, for me personally, though, uh, I find some action movies a little too intense or assaulting to the senses. Yes, you have your jump scares with, with horror movies, but yeah, I, I think that, that yeah, I mean the, the, the upbeatness of like intense action movies is not really my thing. So there. That's my personal mm, take. <laughs> personal take. I mean, what I have observed with those factors is that you always take into consideration the initial assumption of the preferences of the person you're with when you're going to a movie you're selecting yep. movies I did, you did mention something about not really preferring action films I was about to ask that I mean actually there are a lot of blockbuster films that are uh-huh. either fandom generating fantasy or action or DC yeah exactly I mean I think they would prefer that if they've known each other well already so yeah. they're past the getting to know stage uh-huh. okay and some, some are a little too obsessed with following these series of movies and they have nothing against them it's just that if you're dating someone who's not into it that might not be a good choice because you're the only person enjoying the movie <laughs> and you would have to tell the other person the entire backstory for them to understand what's happening in front of them <laughs> I mean, you would um, need to really ask them, okay, are you sure you're fine with us watching this even though you don't know half of what really actually happened Which kind in of that movie? And, <laughs> and people would always try to be kind and say, yes, it's okay, when in fact they're dying to leave the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to really salute the guys out there for saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> When the girls request to watch, uh, like she's a romantic movies. I'm stereotyping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Another question about that is that it is it really just because of that, or are they not curious when it comes to chick flicks or romantic films? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, wow. <laughs> if we're going to talk about like non-horror movies or, or guys saying yes to like an invitation to watch something like romantic or any other genre, uh, I think, yeah, curiosity is there, I think. And if you're a type of guy who hangs out with a lot of other guys who are into like guy stuff, I cannot mm-hmm. further elaborate that because it will take a long time. <laughs> I think dating someone or being with, with the girls allows you to explore other things that you would typically not uh, do or not watch with your guy friends. 
So yeah. I'm thinking along the lines of okay, I'm going to watch this film that she requested, and I would like to take some notes. <laughs> But it depends. It depends. Mean, yeah. Because I really had this strange way of thinking when I watch films, or I place myself in the shoes of the characters in the film, and mm-hmm. I would take down notes of what to do and not to do. I mean, it 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 would be. It depends if it's a horror movie. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. G- don't go to that room, or no, stick together, or <laughs> if it's a disaster. But, but the thing is, horror movies generally have a simple storyline and rather predictable. <laughs> so I think if your intention is just to list down things that you wouldn't do, it's enough to watch like a couple of horror movies for that. <laughs> you, you reiterate stuff, so it will stick to your mind. I mean, it would come to a point that it's voluntary or they are unconscious, subconscious already. That I'm doing this, and then oops, oh, it's because of that movie. But anyway, that's just me. Um, But I did right. look it up, though. I mean, why it's good. To go for horror movies on dates, oh, mm-hmm. and I think well, it would help people who want to be more strategic with how they invite people. <laughs> 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 But uh, I don't think I would ever do something like this, like overanalyze how it's going to pan out. So uh, I checked uh, an article from Mashable, and they gave answers on how it can help you get to know other per- the other person. So they say that uh, one, you two will get vulnerable real fast and then um you'll you'll get to know your date sense of humor because in most horror movies you would have one character who's going to say something funny i mean just to to, to break the, the tension yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so there comic relief mm-hmm. if you will now it's also a great test for creeps which i kind of said earlier uh-huh. so you can observe how your potential partner reacts to the scenes in horror movie And you'll be alarmed. If if just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it, it's for for some it's an excellent test of kindness, meaning it, it, let's say that one of you decides to leave because well you can no longer take it or it's too scary for you. So um, the other person following you is like a sign that they actually care. So, mm-hmm. but I don't think people really think about that when they go in movies. <laughs> They would usually focus on the actual film. I mean, I mean, I do glance once in a while to see the reaction of other people with me, uh-huh. and I would usually have side comments here and there. And then at the back of my mind, are they starting to get irritated with me or what? But again, at the end of the day, it's the selection. It's not just my selection; it's theirs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then other other things where watching horror movies help is that one, if you want to get, it's really odd to say romantic in a horror movie, <laughs> but <laughs> but when you watch horror movies, the physical contact barrier goes goes away. So uh, if if you're thinking whether to touch the other person's hand or whatever, it's difficult to get to that point if you're watching, let's say, comedy. Or a romantic movie, or in the drama, but in a horror movie, when you're scared, it comes naturally. And then I know that tactic. I know that then, tactic. Yes, and it's very common. <laughs> That's why I said if you if you want to be more strategic with how you invite people. <laughs> okay, and then um, there's a lot to talk about. 
after the movie, normally. And it's a type of conversation that's not too deep. So it's not uh, too pressuring for both parties because we're not going to talk about like social issues or whatever. It's just about the experience or what the character did. Is there an annoying character? Um, could they have done something better, etc. So it's an engaging discussion, but not too deep or doesn't put pressure on both parties. I think. It doesn't put pressure, but I mean, it will also be um, a starting point of observation of how the other person would say. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, would you rather do this or that in that situation? Uh-huh. And if the answer is not what you expected, it's like, well, maybe we're not going to have a second date. But I mean... <laughs> The right. thing is, even though I am personally like a notorious profiler, I don't think I ever uh, like watch a movie with someone with the intent to really <laughs> profile, <laughs> observe the person, like 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 a, like a specimen of some experiment. But yeah. But one last thing that, that I actually find very interesting mm-hmm. is this this article kind of explained how. Um, horror movies help new couples or in, in first dates. And there's this concept of misattribution of arousal. I see. So, so in I this theory, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want to sound profound because it's, <laughs> this is not my study. I just lifted it uh, on the internet. So there's this theory that says that uh, physiological response takes place first before the internal response, not the other way around. Because most of us believe that uh, the brain has to process everything before mm-hmm. we respond physiologically. Um, in this theory, the physiological response happens first, and our brain simply labels it. And the label varies depending on the environment. So why is this important? Why is this related to watching horror movies? Um, the jump scares uh, and all, they say that it creates like a heightened arousal mm-hmm. on the person, in the viewer. And rather than labeling it as scary, so they misattribute it. That's why misattribution of arousal. So it gets the experience; it gets diverted and interpreted as attraction to the other person. Oh my goodness! So yeah, so 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 they did a, a, a social experiment before, wherein they ask, uh, "There's this girl." would talk to guys, running guys, and then at the end of the conversation, she would give her number to them. Now, if it's done, like, let's say, in an open street or um, any environment that's pretty much relaxed, it will be like a casual conversation. So it be even business-like. But when they did it in, like, a bridge, uh, I think uh, a hanging bridge of some sort, wherein you're a bit tense because it's not usually a, a relaxed environment, those guys who uh, received the number in that particular environment kind of interpreted it as the girl um, like showing interest on them. Hmm. I, so wonder, I still wonder why. I mean, does it have something to do with stressors in the environment? So it sort of yeah. stamps that scenario or that situation on their mind and it's a, a bit more significant than your typical conversation where you get the number. Okay, so... yeah. So I think it's, it's, it goes down to how you're processing things after the stimuli. And the more intense it is, uh-huh. the more it sticks in your brain. I guess. So, ah, okay. 
I mean, that would really help. Do we have a sort of checklist out there on how we watch, uh, how we select what we watch? I mean, do we have like what we I think for very organized people, they would have something like that. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, on my end, it would usually depend on the mood. Uh, I think I'm in the mood for a horror movie, or I think I would want a sort of a, a, um, a comedy movie. I would like to laugh. I'm so sad, but yeah. Hmm. But All right. the thing is, I've only been on a first date once in my entire life, and you won't allow me to have another first date. So what do I know, really? <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Collaborate on my end, <laughs> but um, sifting through the memory lane, <laughs> it's it really is horror or suspense films. Horror or suspense, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it really comes down to subconsciously wanting to really get more reaction out of the person you're with. <laughs> The better reaction you have, the more memorable it will be, the more information that you will get from that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> so be careful on what type of movie you're going to watch together. <laughs> no, I highly recommend watching horror movies <laughs> on the first date, on every single date. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, personally, I would, I would watch like, uh, more serious films, even documentary, in the comfort of my house or somewhere else mm-hmm. rather than concentration yep mm-hmm. I'm in a place where I'm allowed to like replay as many times as I can <laughs> because you will never be able to do it in a cinema well we do have those instances where we watch horror movies and random people will just react even before Jack will jump scare and it's annoying but yeah <laughs> It's Be like you're careful. paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not just really selecting what to watch, where to watch, because you have to scan the crowd that you're going to be with. Okay, guys, that's another note there. Yeah, I think I'm much more leaning towards horror, suspense films now, actually, be- even though I'm a scaredy cat. I'll definitely take down notes. I'll take the. I'll take down those whatever happens. It's Hopefully not a first day. <laughs> <laughs> Even not a first day. Hello. <laughs>